At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is vsin prime time live from the circus sportsbook in downtown las vegas here is tim murray Of Vsin Prime Time, Tim Murray here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't know if you heard this. The site of Super Bowl 58. Hey, how are you? To all of you on DK Network, you're with us for the next hour. My co-host this evening, the fine ginger-haired Will Hill at not the Will Hill on social media. Before we head down to Mobile, Alabama, we're going to check in with our good friend Mike Sanford here. In just a little bit, we've got some college hoops to let you know what's happening. We've got Northwestern leading number two, Purdue, 25 to 23, under eight minutes to go first half. Purple Cats have come out shooting, and we'll see if that is sustainable. Both uh, Will Hill and I on uh, the Georgia Bulldogs tonight, and uh, Georgia with an early 13-point lead against Alabama. But as I said earlier in the show, Will, those 13-point leads when you face Alabama can go away in a hurry because they just love to jack threes. So we will see uh, if the dogs can hold on. But we're catching six and a half, so uh, hopefully we can uh, hold that. we got some games about to uh, tip off from the college front. Uh, you are on Baylor. Uh, you laid, uh, did you lay money line or the short number here? little of both. Okay. So uh, that game, it was interesting. It it ticked down to two and a half, and now it is back to three and a half, and that looks like that's where it will close. Uh, a couple dogs for your your boy here, uh, Fordham plus the two and a half, and then uh, we went through the deep cut. We took Chicago State plus the points in that one. All right, Mobile, Alabama is the site for a lot of the football world, including our good friend Mike Sanford, who just decided – Hop a plane, let's head down to Mobile, and uh, let's take it all in. So uh, a lot to get to, Mike. I almost I want to leave more of the quarterback discussions because you're going to hang with us uh, for two segments here to the other side uh, and just take a, a snapshot of what we saw on Sunday. And, and let's take a look at 
at Kansas City uh, taking care of the Baltimore Ravens. And I was on Baltimore. I feel like a, a dummy uh, because, you know, Kansas City did what they've continued to do. So what was your biggest takeaway from the AFC championship with the Chiefs disposing of the Ravens 17 to 10? Well, the, the witch is still alive and the witch <laughs> is still the witch. Um, and I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. I, I just think that Patrick Mahomes in these pressurized moments, he plays his best. Uh, he does just enough. And I think that the regular season, uh, you could call it sandbagging to win the AFC West, did exactly what they needed to do and not much more. I think that it was indicative of the 17 points that these Chiefs scored because in reality, the way that that game started and the Chiefs just marched right down the field, like I think that Chiefs team, if they put the pedal to the floorboard, I think they could have kept scoring. I mean, not to the tune of 38 points, but I think I think the Chiefs are the team that just finds a way right now in the postseason to just get things done. Mike, were you surprised as everyone else with Baltimore's game plan, the lack of running? Gus Edwards, I think only three carries. Were you shocked by that? I think the combined stats was six handoff carries for the two running backs. I mean, you got a great combination in Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. And for them to only touch the ball six times, I think, is uh, is not what you want. Um, and, and I think also in that second half, like, like lean lean into, you know, utilizing Lamar Jackson's legs. Uh, I, I don't think that that was necessarily utilized to, to the, the strength that it should have been. We're talking to our good friend, Mike Sanford, longtime coach uh, in the Division One ranks, most recently at Colorado, where he's the OC and then the interim head coach there. Uh, before we flip over to what we saw in uh, the NFC with the Niners uh, getting the victory over the Lions, I don't know how much you know uh, about Mike McDonald. He has, uh, has been in Baltimore uh, the majority of his career, but he was just hired from Seattle. Um, so I don't know if there's any crossover, but just from what you saw from a coaching standpoint, thinking about it, you know, how you would go against a, a Mike McDonald-led defense. Mike, what do you make of this Seattle hire? Certainly a changing of the guard from a, from a youth perspective to go from a 72-year-old in Pete Carroll to 36-year-old Mike McDonald now. I think it's a tremendous hire. I think he comes with great pedigree. I think this uh, coaching, uh, you know, this uh, obviously the Harbaugh name, uh, whether it was Jim or John, I think that that was a trend in this year's, this year's hiring cycle. Uh, I think Mike McDonald's a defensive coordinator that that brings pressure from every which way and does it with unbelievable disguise. I think he had uh, the best safety in pro football to be able to utilize, um, you know, to his advantage in Kyle Hamilton and in, in the run fits and uh, in the pressures and the disguises. Hey, that dude was unbelievable. I, I know you're a, a proud domer, uh, a proud of your Notre Dame alums, Subway but... domer, Subway domer. I was not <laughs> perfectly uh, legal, yeah, man. Yeah, not it's, not it's, not hey. smart enough to get in there. You know, everyone, Mike, as you know, coaching there, everyone's got a family member who went there. So at least, you know, I got my dad who went there. So it's not like a distant relative. So, but uh, yeah, proud Subway domer, as as we like to say. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think if you're going against a Mike McDonald defense, man, like you, you have to have protection answers and. You know, I think it shows that there are the elite quarterbacks in the NFL that I think between the years can get to the right protection adjustments. They can slide the line and and be able to diagnose, even though it's really challenging in a Mike McDonald defense to diagnose where the pressure is coming from, to turn the slide to that direction. Um, you know, I think that, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes did a really good job. I mean, I just didn't get sacked as much as obviously he got sacked more than he had in recent weeks, but. Uh, it wasn't to the point where it was uh, it made it detrimental to the outcome of the game. But I think Mike McDonald's a, a legitimate defensive coordinator. Um, he's going to bring that edge. He's going to bring that toughness that he learned while at Michigan under under Jim. And then 
uh, continue to learn pre and post Michigan uh, from from Big Brother John. Mike, going back to last week's games, the NFC, did you have a problem with either of Campbell's decisions that go for it and not kick the field goal? I did. Uh, I, I just did. You know, the, the one decision, if you're going to go for it on fourth down on both instances in, in the second half, then be consistent and do it right before halftime and and, and get seven instead of three. Uh, like, I, I don't like the lack of consistency um, with regards to doing it. Like, if you're going to do it, then do it and live by the sword, die by the sword. Uh, the one I had the bigger issue with, just maybe the conventional coach in me, growing up a coach's kid, even though I'm, uh, I look semi-young, uh, you know, I've been around this game for 41 years, man. Um, and, and I think that the field goal at the end of the game, like you got to stop the bleeding at some point, like you've given up 20, was it 24 un- unanswered points? Yeah. 24. Like, you, you've got to stop the bleeding and they didn't do that. And I think stopping the bleeding, there's a human element to your own roster. Like your roster's playing tight. They're, they're going through that, that momentum swing that they can't get out of. Well, the greatest way to stop a momentum swing is put points on the board. Um, and I, I actually thought Badgley looked really good kicking in the first half. You know, his, his PATs in the NFL, like those are indicative of what kind of kicking day you're going to have. I thought he looked really good putting it through the pipes. I would have trusted Badgley in that situation and, and allow your team to stop the bleeding and, and, and get uh, reset the game. It just felt like it never got reset and there was an opportunity to and it slipped right through his fingers. Mike Sanford joining us here. We're going to talk uh, about what he saw down at the Senior Bowl on the other side of the break as he's down there in Mobile, Alabama, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., a handful of other uh, notable names that we will know much more about uh, certainly coming in the coming months here. But you know, flipping on the other side, we're going to get a rematch of the Super Bowl we saw, saw down in Miami uh, just a couple years ago in 2020. 49ers taking on uh, the Chiefs. We haven't talked a ton about Brock Purdy, Mike, and I'm curious as a a former quarterback, as a former offensive coordinator, what have you seen from Brock Purdy? I I think, you know, everyone focuses so much, obviously, on the negative uh, regarding Brock Purdy. And I know he, you know, has had some questionable throws, but I don't know, late in that game against Green Bay, late in the game against Detroit, some of those scrambles. I've come away with some some impressive, uh, some of the moments that we've seen from Brock Purdy. What have you made of Purdy and what does he need to do to uh, to help the 49ers hoist the Lombardi Trophy? Well, I think he's been he's been given the label, and I, I'll be honest, I did. I, he's a, he, he seemed like a game manager. He seemed like he was benefiting from the skill and talent around him, which I think the ro- the roster has the best combination at the skill players in San Francisco, uh, a combination of experience and you know explosive dynamic abilities. Uh, I thought he was a game manager. Um, I, I was actually questioning before the Lions game is if he had a bad performance and lived up to this stigma that existed about him with a lack of talent, maybe there's a universe where the Niners move on from him at some point next season. Well, I, he erased all doubts in this old coach's mind. Uh, I became a believer in Brock Purdy. Um, Perfect. No, Um, you know, there's still an errant pass that's out there from time to time. But what he does have is, is he has the most incredible demeanor when the game's on the line in the biggest moments of his career and of the season. Uh, and so game manager, I don't think so anymore. I think he's a game winner. And he made the plays with his legs. I think his athleticism, his speed is highly underrated. If you looked at the 10-yard splits from the combine, Lamar Jackson versus Brock Pur- Purdy, the difference was .01 in, this, in the 10-yard split. So his first steps are dynamic and elite, and it showed up. He outrushed Lamar Jackson in that weekend. 
last minute or so, Mike, how much stock do you put in the idea of experience? Mahomes, Andy Reid, they've been in this game now. This is their fourth time in six years. Purdy, Ayuk, McCaffrey, they haven't been there. Does that matter to you? I don't worry about Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he, <laughs> that, that guy right there, I mean, he, he just shows up. And it's so weird, like, what he did in the NFC Championship, it almost just got overlooked. I mean, he was just fantastic. Like, some of the runs that he had, it's just so yeoman-like with him. It's just what he does. Uh, I, I think that the 49ers have enough uh, on that roster that's already been there. Um, I, I don't worry about a lack of experience. Um, you know, I think if, if you look on the flip side of it, uh, I mean, you know, some of the Chiefs have been there, um, you know, but they always performed at a really high level. I don't know, but they still have the witch, as we call them here in Denver. Um, <laughs> we, we call them the witch because, you know, and I think this, right? I don't, Hercules, Goliath, they never slayed the witch, but Dorothy did. And I think that might come in the form of a young Brock Purdy. Oh, uh, I, I think that there is a, uh, I, I believe that the way that Brock Purdy conducted himself at the end of that, the, the last two games, he's capable of, of, of stopping the witch's reign. I like to hear that because uh, I have, uh, I haven't been able to slay the dragon yet, but I'm, I got the sword ready. I'm ready. I'm going back. I am that, I'm that thick headed. I'm ready to rock and roll with it. More with Mike Sanford, who's down in Mobile. He's a big Michael Penix guy. What has he been seeing from the Washington quarterback? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mm. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich juicy boneless pork chops with your order minimum purchase may apply once again omahasteaks.com slash b-s-i-n 
It is VEASAN primetime here on this Wednesday evening, keeping you uh, up to date as much as we can on what's happening around the college hoops world. And right now, the NFL world has ascended upon Mobile, Alabama, and some folks down in Texas, as we'll have the uh, the Shrine Bowl tomorrow night. But the Senior Bowl coming up this weekend, our good friend Mike Sanford is uh, headed down there. He is there right now, and he was at practice. But before we get to that, Mike, you have spent up until – this past year, your entire life, your entire professional career in college football. And it's a new world. Uh, you know, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for players to get what they deserve in the NIL. But with the transfer portal and all of that, uh, we saw Jeff Halfley, a sitting Power 5 coach, leave his job today to go take the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator position. Now, look, Nick Saban, he was 71 years old. Say what you will, but he decided to retire. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, we knew he wanted to go back to the NFL, but he's back in the NFL. What do you make as a former high-level college football coach of the positions that are out there now? And are we going to see more of this moving forward? I think we are. And I can tell you that firsthand by the amount of college coaches that I saw here networking at the Senior Bowl uh, over the last 24, 48 hours. It's a real real thing. And I, I mean, every single person that I talk to, they're miserable in coaching college football. In fact, Jeff Halfley, in addition to going to the greatest franchise in pro sports, the Green Bay Packers, which is a no brainer in my humble opinion. Um, I also think that he was fed up. Uh, it even said there's some, some reports that have leaked that Jeff Halfley was tired of being a fundraiser, uh, ma- trying to maintain his roster that he'd already worked to recruit to get there. Um, that he couldn't just coach ball anymore. That's a real thing. In the NFL, it's a ball league. I mean, you you, you evaluate players, you know, but really, you, you coach them, you scheme them, you put them in the best place to be successful, and then you cut them loose 17 Sundays in the fall. You know, and I, I think that there's going to be more of a trend. In fact, I think that I myself, you know, on the media side, I wanted to beat everybody to the punch. That's why I'm here on Beeson a year early. Everybody's going to be flooding the airwaves here from the college uh, landscape here. So I'm trying to get a little head start on him there, Tim. In regards to the senior bowl, do you get more information based on what happens on the field, the talent, or is it coachability, work habits, how they interact with their teammates, that kind of thing? You know, I think it's a great, uh, it's a great arena. I was, today was my first day at a senior bowl practice, but I love the fact, like, for example, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., like side by side, warming up together. Like I was sitting, you know, 25 feet away, front row, uh, just camped out, waiting for Bo Nix and Michael Penix to run out of that field and start warming up. And sure enough, they're throwing the ball back and forth to each other. So you get to see like the differences in their throwing processes. You get to see, you know, kind of their demeanor. You get to see how they go about their business. And um, that I love the fact that there's an even playing field at these events, like, like the Senior Bowl, you know, certainly the Shrine Bowl. In fact, I wish that more quarterbacks, more players uh, would, would would participate because the, the NFL did away with the rule that the senior bowl has to either be seniors or they have to be at a, like a 90% graduation spot to be able to graduate in the spring. Uh, I, I just think that this is this this was a blown opportunity, in my opinion, for Drake May to have not been present. Yeah, and I was going to get to that as we're talking to uh, our good friend Mike Sanford, longtime coach in the college ranks, because we've seen in recent years, you know, Baker Mayfield was there. He ultimately was the number one overall pick. I don't think Sam Darnold was there because just of the rules. Uh, but 
who is there right now? We have the two most notable names of Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Um, what are you looking for as you're watching those two guys out in these practices, Mike? And, and we'll start with those two before kind of expanding out to some other uh, names that are out there. But from Penix and Nix, who went head-to-head twice this year, Penix obviously playing in the national championship game, what are you looking to see at these senior bowl practices? And did anything jump out to you today? Quite a few things did jump out. I always start with just looking like the eyeball test, like no different than, uh, you know, you back in your bachelor days, Tim, you know, sometimes you got to scope out what you're looking for. Right. I mean, it's, it's not all that different, right? You, you want to see body types. Like I was expecting Michael Penix to be a little bit more of a squatty body. He had, he, he had length. He, he certainly is a strong, he's a strong body type. He's got a good lower half. Um, now I'm really sounding like a bachelor. Um, I don't mean to, uh, but I, I also look at, you know, a guy like Michael Penix Jr. Like his length is like, he has got long arms, humongous hands that measured out at almost 10 and a half inches. I think it was 10 and uh, three eighths, if I'm not mistaken. I, I just, I look at that body type at first and foremost. Why? Because it's important to see what kind of durability uh, they're going to have, what kind of athleticism they have. And then you want to see how they throw the football uh, from the very beginning. Like, how do you warm up? It was awesome. Like the, it was it wasn't but like seven throws of, of ten yard catch between Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. that they started playing long toss from like forty eight yards away and it was it was so fun to see them just go back and forth and even in that simple warm up like I was able to ascertain that Bo Nix is a bit more of a high effort thrower like he has to put more into it Michael Penix Jr. the ball just explodes out of his hand effortlessly like and I know that sounds really simple. But then I go to, I I like to see one-on-ones because I I think there's a real thing in the National Football League and there's a debate about what makes an elite quarterback. Is it that you are just really good? I think it's that you elevate the game of the players that are surrounding you. And I want to see ball placement, uh, the types of throws, the the touch of throws. And today I charted every throw in one-on-one like a total nerd. And I I was a draft nick today. I was a weirdo. Okay, and and today I, I saw remarkable results from from Michael Penix Jr. during the one on one period. What does that mean? It means that he elevates the play of the players around him. He was 18 of 24 today in one on one drills. There were some very good corners out there today. But what I liked is there were three balls dropped. So if you have an adjusted completion percentage, he was 21 of 24 with two touchdowns on the flip side. I wanted to see Bo Nix because I've heard about his accuracy. I've heard that that's a greater trait than what Michael Penix Jr. is as an accurate passer. He was 10 of 21, and he threw an interception in one-on-ones. Like, those are unforgivable sins. Um, I, I, I really like Michael Penix, the player. I still th- I'm going to watch tomorrow. Like, one day does not a quarterback make. And if you watch a clip on the internet or, or X or Twitter or whatever they call it nowadays, you're going to see one bad throw, and everybody's going to be like, oh, I'll stay away from Bo Nix. The NFL is really good, and the personnel departments are really good at studying A, the tape, B, the in-person evals, which started back in the training camp last summer when they're making the rounds as scouts. But then these moments like the Senior Bowl and the Combine, yeah, I think you have to check all the boxes. And I would, I would give a big upper hand today to Michael Penix Jr. But there was another guy that I was excited about. I, was, I, was, I, I didn't expect to be excited about, and I left very impressed. And it's son of, of Gus Bradley, defensive mm. coordinator uh, of the Carter. Indianapolis Colts. Carter Bradley was phenomenal today. He, he made, uh, like, in the 11-on-11 period, 
He was on the opposite team from Penix and Knicks. He, of all the quarterbacks, he had the most efficient day uh, moving the football, making great decisions, throwing on the run, was highly accurate. I think that he might be the the possible Brock Purdy type guy of this class where nobody's really talking about him, but there's a, there's something there. Uh, and he carries himself really, really well. He, he's a true leader and a competitor and was very efficient today. Last minute and a half or so, is there anyone you like less after seeing them in person? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I texted Tim Murray, um, uh, Sam Hartman. <laughs> um, you know, and then the other one today was Joe Milton. Mm. Uh, I was highly unimpressed with Joe Milton, um, a, a guy that had a bad day today at the receiver position that looked physically on past the eyeball test when he walks out but dropped too many footballs was Brendan Rice, uh, the USC wide receiver. Uh, I was not overly impressed with, with his performance, um, but it's a deep receiver class. I love Ricky Pearsall from Florida. Uh, he was competitive. He was fighting for the football. He runs great routes. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be a really good uh, draft class. Roman Wilson put on a show today. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at the the roster right now, and and uh, you mentioned Joe Milton. I was curious about him. Uh, real quickly, uh, about 30 seconds, Michael Pratt was a guy that, you know, was getting some early, uh, maybe not as much first-round hype, but, uh, you know, if he had gone to the portal, he would have been highly sought after. He's going pro. What did you make of the two-lane quarterback here in the final 30 seconds? In the American roster, um, he was by far the best quarterback in one-on-ones, accurate. Just kept t- He just kept, keeps hitting singles. Uh, it, you know, just puts balls exactly where they need to be. Great ball placement. Uh, he does look a little bit smallish out there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And I, I do wonder about his overall athleticism, um, you know, compared to, you know, his frame and his potential durability. I, I don't see him as a first round grade, but he did have a really efficient day. Mike Sanford down there in Mobile. Check it in. And next week we'll have a full breakdown of the Super Bowl with coach as well. Enjoy the time, man. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, appreciate it. Nothing better than South Alabama. (laughs) There he is. Mike Sanford live from Mobile, Alabama. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use the promo code PRIME. Get access to our brand new VSIN.com website. That includes our best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access remember use the promo code prime get your first year vcin pro access for only 199 bucks vcin.com slash subscribe it is vcin prime time thanks to mike sanford good insight there we were just chopping it up off the air uh and uh once we get into draft season it's gonna be a lot of fun there are some notable names down there obviously when you think about this year's draft, Will, it's Caleb Williams, it's Drake May, it's Jaden Daniels. None of those guys are mobile, but there's some other names that you will absolutely hear as we get deeper and deeper into draft coverage that are down there in Mobile. So uh, we'll get a full breakdown from Mike uh, a little bit later. Uh, before we bring in our next guest, real quickly, let's update the people on uh, some games that are going on right now. Top 25 action, Purdue at the half, up eight. So uh, depending on when you, if you bet that first half number, Will, it was hovering around seven and a half. 
They lead 47 to 39. Two late free throws to get Purdue that cover. Our Georgia Bulldogs go dogs up a t- two touchdowns right now, 41 to 27. So hopefully we can uh, keep that rolling. And then a game that you had an eye on, Baylor and UCF right now under eight media timeout. UCF leading by four. The all-important Chicago State Cougars, our Cougars tonight, Will, they lead by two at the under eight media timeout. So uh, we will be keeping people posted. Uh, did on... you money line them? I did not. I told oh, you. Man. I told you, man. I, I'm I I'm rooting from the wind extra hard now. <laughs> I'll be happy with that. I just It's an easy winner for me if they, they win outright. All right. We do have a, a busy night on the hardwood. And to help us break it down is our good friend, Zachary Cohen, uh, co-host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, vcin.com. Make sure you check out all their write-ups. We already got a handful of games uh, underway, so uh, we will not hit on those. But uh, go over to vcin.com and uh, and check them out. So uh, every day... Zach will uh, will break things down uh, from a prop perspective and, and different plays uh, that he does like. So uh, I want to jump to one of the plays that you wrote up there for the website. Website, excuse me. We've got Orlando at San Antonio. Uh, Orlando now out to a six point favorite. Zach, uh, what were you looking to uh, to keep an eye on here with Orlando visiting the uh, the San Antonio Spurs tonight? I think it's just two teams that are heading in opposite directions. The Spurs, you know, they're 11 and four against the spread in their last 15 games, playing much different basketball since they moved Victor Webadiaba to the center position. Meanwhile, the Magic are a tough team to get a read on right now. There's some team, you know, they're a team I was high on before the year. I had them at a alternate win total 40 plus before the year, which I got at like plus 200 odds. But you know, they're five and 11 in their last 16 games. It's their third game in four nights. I think they're going to be a little bit of fatigued here, and I do think that San Antonio is a tough place to play, especially if you don't have a lot of firepower at the guard position. I think that that's where you could really, you know, kind of beat up on the Spurs. They're a little weak in that backcourt, and I do not think that the Magic are going to be able to do it. Zach, with Embiid, unlikely it looks like to meet the restrict the, the minimum threshold to win this MVP award. Is there anyone you would jump in on? Anyone you recommend jumping in on here, or is it just simply Jokic's uh, award to lose here going forward? I think I'd go with SGA. I think it's a good, you know, price grab. He's leading the league in estimated wins according to Dugsonthrees.com. That's the metric that you know Jokic has led the league in in each of the last three years. I think that most people would say that he was probably deserving of winning MVP the last three years. So I think it's hard to kind of ignore that metric. And I do think SGA, you know, he leads the league in 30-point uh, games this year. The Thunder are potentially going to be the top seed in the West. I don't think any player means as much to that team as they do. And I do think that you know for Jokic's standards, he's obviously been amazing. He has been a little bit, you know, down compared to what we've seen in the last three seasons. And the Nuggets are a little bit down compared to what we've seen, you know, last year. We're talking once again to Zach Cohen. You can check out him uh, with JVT uh, on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Read his breakdowns on vcin.com as well. Uh, I know the Heat was a play of yours. That game just got underway. So let's go to a game that's going to start in about an hour or so. Uh, the Phoenix Suns visiting the Brooklyn Nets uh, in a spot. Phoenix is certainly a team that's getting hot. The market is moving in their direction. Out to now three-and-a-half-point favorite. So uh, what would you look at for this game tipping off 840 Eastern Phoenix at the Brooklyn Nets? 
I know a lot of people want to joke about Ben Simmons, but he is out tonight. He does make this Nets team a lot better. You know, they played like a top 10 offense in terms of offensive rating every time Simmons has been out there this season. So I think being without him, you know, they're in trouble against the, you know, a Phoenix team that is better on both sides of the ball. This is a Phoenix team that when they have their big three has been playing, you know, elite basketball on the offensive end, uh, middle of the pack defense, but that's good enough to be, you know, a championship level team. So as long as those guys are healthy, it's a really tough team to beat. They're healthy tonight. And they also, lost to the Nets on their home floor earlier in the year. I do think they're going to want to go into Brooklyn and beat, you know, some of the familiar faces that are on that Brooklyn side. What do you think happens here with the Lakers going forward? LeBron has already started to express some frustration comments after the game. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter this morning. He posted an hourglass. He loves these subliminal subliminal messages. Uh, Can they make a move? Is there a move here for the Lakers? It seems like like they can. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to include these prized first round picks they have. They don't have many left that they can actually trade. You know, they've been linked to some of the clutch guys like DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine. I think that when all is said and done, they're going to be in a position where they kind of have to go for it. You know, they really do need firepower outside of him and Davis. But it's funny, you know, those guys have been pretty healthy all year. They're still struggling. I don't know. I, I can't really see him leaving at this point, but it's LeBron James. You never know. Zach Cohen joining us here on uh, on Vsin Primetime. Zach, when you uh, continue to just look at the card tonight, not a play that you've made, but curious your thoughts of the return of Damian Lillard to Portland. Uh, this is uh, a place that clearly, you know, spent the majority of his, uh, actually the entirety of his career up until now. But is this a spot where you look at things where maybe it is just a little too overinflated? Uh, Damian Lillard, his point total sitting at 26 and a half. So anything uh, with the Bucks headed out to the Pacific Northwest that uh, intrigues you tonight? I think I'd have leans on the over and the points with the Blazers. I think that this Portland team has been playing a little bit better lately. They've been one, you know, they've been dealing with a ton of injuries, but they finally have their key players healthy. I'm still not sold on the way that this Bucks team play, plays defense. I know they just got Doc Rivers in on Monday. I'm not sure how much Doc will actually change for this Milwaukee team, but it's one that I do view as really flawed, and I think that that's a lot of points to be asking, you know, a flawed team to go into a road environment, one that could be pretty hostile and, and, and you know, cover a double-digit mark. Yeah, you mentioned the Lakers and that they're going to have to make a move. Is there another trade here or a few weeks away from the deadline? Is there a team you would jump in on? anticipating a move like, Hey, I think they're going to make a trade. So I'm going to buy on, uh, buy in on them uh, right now before that move happens. I've said a few times on hardwood handicappers. I think that the Timberwolves are going to make a move to address their bench scoring. And I think that they're available at some really good futures prices right now. I think that they're not being priced like they are an elite team in the league, but I do think that they are right up there. Their defense is just stellar. They have Anthony Edwards as a great half-court offensive option, and I do think that, you know, they were just linked to Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Atlanta Hawks. That's a player that I think could really help them if they do get him. They do add some firepower to that bench. I think it's a team that can really do some damage. I think the Western Conference, you know, one of maybe five, six teams can, can easily emerge in the finals, and no one will be surprised. Betting on X is where you can follow Zach on Twitter, vcin.com. For all of his write-ups and hardwood handicappers is the podcast. Zach, always appreciate it, man. Great stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. There he is, Zach Cohen, uh, breaking it down for us as uh, we keep our eyes on some college hoops uh, around around the country right now as Georgia leads uh, 43-29 over Alabama. Virginia out to a 13-point lead over Notre Dame in a, a revenge spot 
there. So uh, a bunch of games to keep an eye on. Central Florida leading at home against Baylor, uh, 32 to 29. We saw two top five teams go down yesterday. Will it's it's an interesting year for college basketball. Later tonight, we'll see UConn go up against Providence. Uh, you know, so a bunch of big name teams in action tonight. Kentucky hosting Florida, a team that I really like late night, New Mexico, you know, for college hoops, I, I don't want to say it. It's, it's, it's too cliche. Oh, you know, this could be a wide open year. I think UConn is starting to kind of, I don't want to say set itself apart. I think Purdue's the real deal, but man, I would say the middle part of this college basketball season, you know, the, the number 10 through 40, it is very interchangeable as we've seen with a ton of upsets uh, on a nightly basis. Yeah, and we saw it last year. I think we're seeing it more year and year. There's just more parity, whether it's Purdue losing as a one seed to Fairleigh Dickinson, Florida Atlantic going to the Final Four, um, Arizona losing early. I mean, it's just there, there's much more parity. It's not the old days of the 90s where Tim Duncan's at Wake Forest for four years and these teams are dominant and they have multiple NBA guys that stay for more than a few years. If you if you have the talent, you're usually young and these these better teams that are the mid-majors are the experienced ones. Yeah, so uh, a conference that I know we talk about a lot. The Mountain West, uh, one that is uh, certainly intriguing. Late night tonight, we'll see uh, New Mexico take on Boise State. New Mexico laying a double digits in that one. That's Will Hill. I'm Tim Murray. We return to our thoughts on Super Bowl 58. A couple prop looks. Anything that is uh, already jumping out to the two of us. Let's get into that on the other side. It is V-Cent. Right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray on v the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner 
of Super Bowl 58. Once again, that code BSIN, the crown is yours. Alongside Will Hill this evening, I am Tim Murray. I'm out here in Las Vegas. Will on the East Coast there in lovely Connecticut. Uh, quick update just uh, from around the world of college basketball. Purdue with a three-point lead. The Purple Cats are shooting, uh, you know, just 62% from field uh, from the field right now. So they have been uh, on fire. 60% from three are the Purple Cats, who uh, went off as a 14-and-a-half-point underdog in that one. Uh, right now, Baylor trailing by a touchdown to UCF, 35-28. to That one a minute to go in the opening half. Still to come tonight, number one, UConn playing Providence, and 10th-ranked Kentucky gets Florida. That game coming up at the top of the hour. All right, Will, um, as we sit here on this Wednesday evening, the line at Circa, or excuse me, at DraftKings, Chiefs plus two, total sitting at 47. Um, looking at, you know, Super Bowl MVP, which is a market that people always like to, to touch on, uh, Patrick Mahomes is plus 125 to win MVP, and the Chiefs are plus 105. Last year, I said it, and it was a broken record. I said, just play Patrick Mahomes on the MVP. It happened. So we've seen a little bit of change in, from the uh, the odds that we have on the screen there. If you like the Chiefs, I don't personally, but if you like the Chiefs, would you bet Patrick Mahomes to win MVP, or would you just be a little bit more conservative and roll with the plus 105 money line price? Uh, the latter one. Uh, for years, this was a little bit mispriced. I don't know how long you've been following this, but for, there were years where I can remember like uh, Green Bay against the Steelers, and I'm trying to think of the exact numbers, where Green Bay was maybe a three-point favorite, but you get Rodgers like plus 150, where it was like, hey, that's that's significant. That's a big price difference. Plus 105, plus 125, the difference between the Chiefs money line and Mahomes. That's not enough for me. There's still a slim chance Kelsey could win. There's still a slim chance Mahomes has a bad day. Remember, like Brady had a bad game and Edelman won this award. So yeah. it's, it's a primarily quarterback award, but it's not like the NFL regular season where it's exclusively a, a quarterback award. For the extra 20 cents, the extra 20 bucks on your 100, to me, it's not worth it. I get it. And there's a very good chance if the Chiefs win, Mahomes gets it, obviously, but not enough where, like, if you're giving me plus 150 or uh, if you're giving me plus 150 on Mahomes, plus 105 on the Chiefs, okay, yeah, I'm going to take the plus 150. For the extra you know, 15, 20 cents on the dollar, it's not it's not worth it for me. And again, shop around. The one I do like, you can find 35 to one on Debo Samuel to win. If you like the 49ers, uh, I think, first of all, there's enough Purdy haters where all it takes is a few people that go, oh, it's not Purdy. It's the rest of the team around him. We'll give it to somebody else. And Debo has over a thousand career rushing yards, 19 career rushing touchdowns. It helps to be able to have production that gets detached from the quarterback where, Hey, if Debo has a 75 yard touchdown run, that's, that's not going to Purdy in terms of the credit. Whereas if he has a big day receiving, well, like anybody having a big day receiving, where you can say, hey, the quarterback is responsible for that too, and they default to the quarterback. So I think Debo, for his ability, for how dynamic he is at 35 to 1, again, shop around, it's out there. To me, Debo's the best bet here. By the way, Super Bowl champion Ryan Harris going to join us top of the hour. So uh, looking forward to getting his uh, early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Yeah, the uh, the Niners are the interesting one, right? Where they are the favorite, and uh, on the money line they sit at I think minus one twenty five right now at DraftKings, and then Super Bowl MVP Purdy plus two twenty five, McCaffrey plus four seventy five. If I had to guess right now, 
will my prediction will be the biggest liability for books come the Super Bowl for MVP? I think it'll be actually no. I was gonna say it's gonna be McCaffrey. It'll probably be Kelsey, right? Because of everything around Travis Kelsey and yeah. and how well he's been playing. You know, he's he's been playing well above his numbers from the regular season. Had 116 receiving yards in the AFC Championship game. So when we start to see these reports trickle out next weekend, who do you think will be, from an MVP standpoint, the biggest liability? Will it be McCaffrey? Will it be Kelsey? Could it be someone like Debo Samuel? What what would be your prediction? I would guess it would be McCaffrey. I don't feel strongly about it. The thing is, like, with Kelsey, I get the narrative. I get he was great the other day. He's going to have two weeks off now, an older player. He's going to have fresh legs. As great as he was the other day, do you think he would have gotten MVP of the AFC title game? I've heard some people say he would. I, he might have. Uh, I still think they would have given it to Mahomes. I really do. Yeah, I yeah. I asked the question that to, I asked that to Jared the other day. I think they would have given it to Mahomes. And yeah, me too. You know, you go back to the. I think Purdy would have gotten in the NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of those runs, I, I really do. Yeah. I want to want to bring that up because Brock Purdy in. Um, in the NFC Championship, Will, he he utilized his legs, and, and really I was impressed by how well he ran the ball. And we've seen some early money. We talked about earlier this week, rushing prop for Brock Purdy was 11.5. It's now out to 12.5, so a slight movement there. It's juiced over minus 120. You know, we always talk about the buy low, sell high nature of, of from a game standpoint on a, on a week-to-week basis, whether it be college football, NFL, et cetera. Brock Purdy goes for 48 yards rushing against the Lions. And uh, I would imagine majority of people are going to think that's going to be duplicated come Super Bowl Sunday. Brock Purdy rushing at, uh, rushing yardage at 12 and a half. Do you think we continue to to pepper that? Or do we temper our expectations after you know what was probably the best utilization of his legs we've seen in his career? I like the over, I think. Even against Green Bay, he made some big plays on that last drive. He didn't quite get in the end zone, but there was a big play towards the end where he got him close to the end zone. I think he runs a little more than people think. Now, the hidden part yards, of this. 14 yards, by the way, against uh, against Green Bay. Yeah, and, and the hidden part of this is who do you like in the game? Because if you do think San Francisco is going to win, there's a decent chance there's kneel downs at the end. There could even be kneel downs at the end of the half. You could easily lose nine, ten yards on kneel downs, so that does factor into it. Uh, but I think this this number's a little low. And I will say this, just in terms of betting props, and I think it still qualifies as being early in the process for betting Super Bowl. Bet the over if you like the overs, bet them early. All the fun stuff, all the popular players, Mahomes over passing yards, Kelsey over, Kittle, Debo, the popular players, the overs. Bet them now because those are only going to go up. People are not going to sit there. Like you said, it, it's Super Bowl Sunday. You get a lot of recreational money that influences the market. Recreational bettors are not going to bet the under on Patrick Mahomes' passing yards. They're not going to bet the under on Kelsey. So I think if you bet that, bet those overs now, you can sit there and, you know, 10 minutes before the game starts, you're going to have some nice numbers where you, you either, you know, hold on to your bet, you set up a middle. I think if you like the overs, bet them early. If you like the unders, bet them late. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a really fair way to look at it. Um, and I think Brock Purdy rushing attempts, uh, rushing yardage, I should say, is, is certainly going to be one that is is going to be looked at. And Patrick Mahomes as well. I mean, we saw last year in the Super yeah. Bowl, he was utilized his legs. He's utilized his legs a lot. And and now, look, 
The market's not a bunch of dummies. They're not in the market of losing money. And his rushing prop is set at 25 and a half. The last two games, he's gone under that, right? He had 19 against Buffalo. He had 15 last week against Baltimore. Uh, he did have a big run against Miami. He hit that rushing prop. I want to wasn't it the first drive? Like he, yep. he had that big 28 yard run. So Mahomes is an interesting one because I remember last year I played him over his rushing total uh, in the Super Bowl. That was able uh, to get home. He had 44 yards rushing. He had that late scramble to set up the game-winning field goal. Uh, actually, well, we had, of course we had the, the holding penalty that everyone remembers. But um, you know, Patrick Mahomes on a rushing standpoint that. That's an interesting one because it's always one that I look at in these big moments. He loves to extend plays using his legs, but defenses have caught on to this. You know, Will, it's he hasn't really been able to do that the last two games. And I think against Buffalo, I could be wrong. It might have been the Buffalo game where he was over his prop, but then the knees took him under. Uh, and then last week against Baltimore, he had two pretty early where he was up to 18 and like early in the second quarter. Then he just stopped running. I don't know if the defense adjusted or whatever. But I, I would still play over, if anything. And remember, uh, they played in the Super Bowl four years ago. He scored the first rushing touchdown. Yes, he did. So he hasn't he hasn't run a lot this year for in terms of like touchdowns. I don't think he's he has a rushing touchdown. But if you can get him, I don't know what he is at DraftKings. They usually put him around 20, 25 to one. Made worse bets than twenty five to one first rushing touchdown. He doesn't sneak. That's the problem. So first and goal, you get fourth and goal from the one. You don't get that little plunge ahead. Ever since he got hurt on that Thursday night game, QB sneaking, they haven't done that with him. But who knows? Trick plays. We've seen Kelsey throw it to him on trick plays. Option plays uh, are just a scramble. That's the one guy you know inside the five. He's going to have the ball in his hands. Patrick Mahomes scored the game's first touchdown, as uh, as Will mentioned, back uh, in Super Bowl 54. He's 22-1 to one to do it here. If you remember, the Niners' first touchdown went to Kyle Juszczyk, and uh, Kyle Juszczyk is sitting uh, at 40-1 to one to score the game's first touchdown. All right, that's going to do it for us on DK Network. Keep it rolling here on v Primetime, though, with Super Bowl champ Ryan Harris. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 